Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March 2nd. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is indeed our one of two and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we follow the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land that is our goal, our guide, our solution to the problems we face in America based on the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by our founding fathers. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Indeed, we believe in free speech, and that's the fascinating thing. The Southern Poverty Law Center and all the clowns uh, are attacking me relentlessly. The Southern Poverty Law Center, the ADL, American Defamation League, or whatever that stupid thing is called, uh, all the uh, liberal rags are going after me like you would not believe. Yesterday we had on two guests, James Edwards, dear friend and host of the political cesspool, thepoliticalcesspool.org, and we had also Chris Carlson on. And Chris Carlson says, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Amen. And we talked about a couple of great things both hours yesterday. We talked about in the Bible, it was important for people to show that they were descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to show they were part of the covenant people, ladies and gentlemen. That's really important to understand. We talked about the birthright goes to Joseph. Yeah, Joseph's birthright blessing through the loins of his son Ephraim can be found in the book of Jeremiah and documented in multiple places in the Bible. Yeah, and the real point Chris Carlson was making, and I completely agree with him, this is biblical. Who are these descendants of Joseph through Ephraim and Manasseh today, huh? Could this great promise offered to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob be honored through the tribe of Joseph? Yeah. What about the prophecy pushing the people together to the ends of the earth? Could that be the great missionary efforts and opportunities of Christians in modern day America and around the world? Yeah. Zionist Jews would love to claim the blessing of modern day Ephraim of the gathering. But you know what? Sadly, Christianity and Judaism are at odds. Now, just because we're at odds religiously, does that mean we need to be at odds personally? Of course not. We can agree to disagree on things. Fundamentally, the Christian religion and the Judeo religion, hey, there there are some divisions, right? Christians believe Christ already came. The Jewish people believe that Christ hasn't come. Uh, Christians would say that the Jews missed the mark. The Jews would say Christians are deceived. Well, the fact is we can have those differences of theological views and still be kind to one another. But the problem is the Jewish organizations and religions want to attack Christianity and want to act like they're the only chosen people of God bar none. The truth is many are called, but few are chosen. But how do you become chosen? See, the Christians, and I'm one of them, believe that you need to become a Christian. 
Could the tribe of Joseph, with all of its rich biblical promised blessings, the blessings of prosperity, population growth, devotion to missionary work, devotion to Jesus Christ, be the modern-day Christian nations, such as the United States, Canada, Australia, Great Britain, Northern Europe, and so on? If so, hey, can those blessings be offered to the world, to the Muslims, to the Jews, to everybody else? Absolutely, that is the point. Understand in 930 B.C., the Ten Tribes formed the, quote, independent kingdom of Israel in the north. And the two other tribes, Judah and Benjamin, set up the kingdom of Judah in the south. Well, then the ten tribes got lost. But the great gathering of the ten tribes is occurring now, is the point that Chris Carlson's making. And are we part of that? Are we fulfilling prophecy as Christians without even really connecting the dots on that topic? The answer is a clear, resounding yes, in my opinion, and in the opinion of Chris Carlson. We documented that the first hour yesterday. It was incredible. James Edwards uh, believes uh, many, or in many respects as we do. I don't mean to put words in his mouth, but he thought that the, um, the ideas were fascinating. He agreed with a lot of it and said, hey, I'm just not sure about some of it because I don't have the historical context and everything. But, hey, it was an interesting Christian-based discussion. And to those of you at the Southern Poverty Law Center and the American Defamation League or Anti-Defamation League and everything else, um, why name your group after something anti? But that's another topic. Uh, I digress. Why attack all of us? You know what? I want people who are concerned about the Jews and they believe that they can have their own nation, but nobody else can. The blacks can advocate for their agenda, Black History Month, etc., but the whites can't. See, this disparaging unfair, dishonest narrative promoting groups above other groups is the problem. See, they can promote the blacks above the whites, and they say it's justified. They can say whites are always racist, and blacks are never racist because blacks are the victims and whites are the perpetrators. But see, all they're doing is dividing and conquering us, ladies and gentlemen. The people who are Jewish, they have every right to their own nation, to their own beliefs, different than the Christians. But white people and Christians have every right to their beliefs, too. You say, well, Sam, why are you putting on white supremacists on the radio? I put on people who believe and advocate for the white race. That's true. And I even have people on the radio, on my radio network, that disagree with me, and I disagree with them on theological discussions, political discussions, etc. You say, Sam, why would you do that? Is it because you're getting rich? No, I make less than almost every one of you, my fellow Americans, especially some of these people that are attacking me. Let's discuss their salaries. So Sam takes on three thugs in the media recently. Jason Wilson, how much do you make, Jason? As soon as you double down and clearly tell you how much you make or tell me how much you make, I'll be glad to tell you how much I make. Chuck Tanner, you do the same. Isaac Stone Simonelli. You do the same. You ask me how much I make and make it seem like it's somehow wrong or dishonest or that I'm making a gazillion dollars from the hosts that I promote. Shame on you. Let's openly get on the radio and you go ahead and lay all yours out and I'll do the same. Okay? And if you get caught lying, I'll sue you. Just remember that. Uh, but anyway, I'm taking on these three thugs because they're dishonest. Yes, I've got people that advocate for the white race on the radio. And yes, I've got people that are concerned and critical about the Jews. 
on the radio. That's all true. What's not true is the rest of the story that they leave out, you see? That's where they manipulate. I've got black hosts on the radio. I've syndicated C.L. Bryant for a long time. Two hours a day, five days a week. That's 10 hours of radio with C.L. Bryant. He's a black man. Well, now that he's not doing his show so consistently, I was forced to find some other hosts. But that's 10 hours a week. I put James on and Eddie on. They've got three hours each on the weekend. That's six hours a week. So I've got almost double with C.L. Bryant than I do the other two hosts. But then you put on Jesse Lee Peterson, and now you go, Jesse Lee Peterson has three hours a day. And I put his show on the radio, too, and I have for years. That's 15 hours a week. So I've got black gentlemen on the air, triple the amount of these supposed white promotion shows. You say, well, Sam, what are you doing? I believe in the First Amendment. I don't agree with Jesse or C.L. Bryant on everything they say, and I don't agree with James or Eddie on everything they say. I have my own views to which I'm entitled, and I say what I want to, and I take responsibility for what I say and believe, and nothing more. But under the First Amendment, I think that Jesse, C.L., James, Eddie, and then I offered these three clowns to come on the radio with me as well. You say, wait a minute, Sam, you haven't offered that to Chuck. Well, kind of. I've offered it on the air to Chuck, right? All right, I take on these three thugs. I've offered every one of them to come on the radio with me. Jason Wilson, I've offered. He won't, take, he won't come on the radio with me. He's too chicken. He won't discuss salaries and where we get our money from that funds our efforts to uh, whatever we do. But I'm not really attacking him. I'm merely defending myself. I think Jason Wilson has every right to believe what he wants. If he wants to believe I'm a white supremacist, an extremist, he has every right to believe that. What he doesn't have the right to do is libel and slander me, and he's getting very close to doing that. The sad part is the courts won't deal with that because what they'll say is I'm a nobody when they want to make my show minimalistic. When they want to then defend themselves against my allegations, they'll say, no, he's a celebrity, and we can say anything we want about celebrities. But Jason Wilson, come on the radio with me. Chuck Tanner, I can't talk to you. I can't even find your phone number. All you thugs hide behind your secret agendas. How do you get a hold of Chuck Tanner? Why don't you come on the radio with me, Chuck? We'll debate salaries. We'll go right on down. How about you, Isaac Stone Simonelli? I personally invited you on the radio, too, and you refuse. So what you love is your one-sided, dishonest narratives. And the second you guys can't have your cover, you wimp out. Right. But they say constitutional sheriff's chief runs online radio station featuring white supremacists, Jason William, Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, I put on a couple of people that you may disagree with their views. But what about Jesse Lee Peterson? What about C.L. Bryant that get quadruple or triple at least the time that these other guys get on my radio network? What about them? And what about the women on my network? You see, I got women on my network, too. It's not just a man's network. I've got Beth Ann, does a great job daily. She gets five hours every week. She gets more times than James herself. Oh, what about Kate Daly? She's on the air three days a week. She gets 15 hours. So now between women, I've got over, I've got basically double women time as I do men time when it compares to those people. See, they're just dishonest is the problem, and they don't tell you the real story. Hang tight. This is the one and only Liberty. Roundtable Live.
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. on your radio ladies and gentlemen wow the trifecta of thugs coming after sam bushman because we're making a difference you know when you get attacked like this you know you're over the target ladies and gentlemen our training with the constitutional sheriffs and peace officers association our peaceful efforts to 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 back uh the supreme law of the land uh understanding the dual sovereignties uh articulated in the supreme court case win Sheriff Mack beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court 25 years ago. That resonates today as the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered. Uh, I'm the CEO of CSPOA now. Because we're having such a great effect um, and because I'm making such a difference on the radio and on TV and everything else, they are attacking me relentlessly now with their dishonest propaganda lies, ladies and gentlemen. We've got now Brian Rust and Kelly Finnegan um, with us. Uh, Brian, welcome. Hey, thanks. Sorry I missed you last week. Glad to be back. No worries. We appreciate you, sir. Kelly, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. So they're going after me like you wouldn't believe, and they're telling lies. They say that I'm promoting white supremacist radio. I agree. I have a couple of hosts on that talk about these things. Uh, James Edwards uh, cl- clearly claims he's pro-white. Uh, strange that he's white and he wants to promote pro-white. That's what blacks do. But if blacks do it, it's okay. If whites do it, it's not. See? Now, then Eddie Miller, who uh, attacks the Jews and other people and you know, I don't agree with all their narratives, you guys. I don't. Okay, that's I, I don't mind saying that. But I do believe they have a First Amendment right to free speech. I also have two black people on the radio, C.L. Bryant and Jesse Lee Peterson. They have almost quadruple the time on the air weekly as James and Eddie do. 
But these guys, these clowns, I've got women on the air, too, that have significant time, men. I do my best to be as balanced as I can. I've offered the opportunity for all these three clowns that are attacking me to come on the radio as well. They say, why would you do it? Because it's free speech. That's why. Because I believe that everybody should have a narrative. You say, Sam, well, why are you not letting the gays and the lesbians come on? Hey, they can come on the radio and we can openly discuss it, too. I invite them as well. I invite the abortion folks to come on the air and discuss things openly. See, I'm for all these conversations because I believe in the court of public opinion, uh, our kind, appropriate, patient, Christ-based arguments will win the day. And the American people will see the truth. I'm not afraid of any of these discussions. Uh, what do you say to that, Brian? They're attacking me relentlessly, dishonestly and unfairly, I might add. Well, it seems to, to be they don't like your agenda. They they kind of want to pick and choose what you want to do, and they pull. It's like, you know, pulling, this is what you actually said, so I'm going to kind of chop it up and only use the things that, to attack you that, that 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 I can share on my, you know, my media platform, I guess, and that's that attack. You know, it's wrong, and you're, you're proving the fact it's wrong, but uh, they're going to continue to push that agenda just like we see across the board. Now, just so you know, you would say, well, maybe they don't know that you're – Offering them radio time. No, I've offered two out of the three of them personally on the phone radio time that they've rejected. I've also tweeted out to this clown, Jason, because he's attacking me in the tweets. He sent out a tweet yesterday. He's like, Sam just um, Sam's just uh, afraid of the truth and can't. Okay, Jason, if that's true then, so I tweeted back, why don't you come on the radio with me? Why don't we have an open forum where we can talk about it? <laughs> I promise you that I'll skip all my floater breaks. I have to take top and bottom of the hour breaks because there's news. I will not cut you off. I'll let you say what you want to say. I'll make sure that you get fair time as I get. But let's have an open discussion about this. They want to know how much money I make from these two hosts. Well, no, we need to discuss how much money I make personally. And I put in more money into radio than I get from radio. That's a fact. All right. Yeah. But you can't just isolate one or two people and say, oh, how much do you get to promote white propaganda? Well, how much do I get to promote black propaganda if you're going to say that? I say none of it's propaganda. These guys have their opinions, their beliefs, to which they're all entitled black and white. And I put them both on the air to prove it, and I give the black guys more time than the white guys. What do you say to that, Kelly? Well, I was going to say, you know, with my history, I'm black Irish, so you kind of get uh, a real minority there. Uh, if you don't know what black Irish is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, there you, you go. Lowest, you were you were the lowest uh, you were the lowest rung on the totem pole. The blacks were above the Irish when they came to this country. So, but I got uh, but I got yeah. a question though. Why does it matter if you're black, white, Irish, this, that, Native American, um, an immigrant? Um, you know, you got all kind of nationality. Why does that even matter? America, America. That's what's so great is we're the most diverse country in the whole world more accepting of us than drive around and look at all the restaurants that are around tell me that we just have one kind of food no we don't we accept everything here isn't that incredible isn't that just the american dream brian isn't that just amazing it is it is amazing and and they that's why i say they don't like your agenda because you're a threat and so they're going to attack you based on that, but they don't, you know, and that's usually the case. If you, if you've invited them on and they don't have a voice or don't want to, to put that voice on, then, then yeah, then they're scared to, to, they just want to, you know, want to cause you havoc and not really, you know, have to say anything about it. 
Well, and they might say, well, Sam, we don't want to be on your, your network because we don't want you to control the agenda. And my response is, if I don't give you fair time, equal time to me talking, that you get to talk. And if I don't let you say what you want to say, not counting the forced top and the out- bottom of the hour breaks that I can't control. I've got to feed news to the radio stations, right? So, um, but other than that, if I don't give you, look, all you got to do is end the interview and then go on your big platform if it's, if it's big and just say, hey. Uh, Sam wasn't fair to me. I tried to do an interview, but he wasn't honest and fair. Go ahead and do it. But you'll find out that I will be fair, and I will give them a chance to say what they want to say, even if they completely disagree with me. Yeah. Kelly? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, no, but. Uh-oh, you're you breaking know, up. Say it again. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm driving. I'm trying to get to a good spot. So they don't want that story. Why not? their agendas and and they push that and they don't want to have anybody contradict them that's the whole purpose they'll never talk to you see but to me it's not contradicting here's my view i think that they have every right to their voice what i don't think they have the right to do is libel and slander me though uh they claim that i'm a white supremacist i'm no such thing never have been never will be i don't really even know what color brian is or kelly for that matter uh, I've never heard of black Irish in my life, so I'm going to have to look it up because I don't know. <laughs> but but either way, I don't care if he's black or Irish or this or that. Or I've got men and women and blacks and whites all on the radio. If you study my schedule, you'll find out. I've got Christians and non-Christians and all kinds of people on the radio because to me it's free speech and it's a difference of opinion. And we all need to learn to talk and become civil and decent to one another. Uh, and, and realize that, you know what, if we talk and open up dialogue, we might be able to advocate and change people's minds to believe more as we do. I made that point to them. They even highlight that point in their articles, but they mock me for it as if I'm not genuine in that attempt. I say our schedule and the amount of voices we have on the radio that differ on all kinds of topics and my invitation to them proves it, Brian. Yeah, well, that's that's the key. I mean, you're you're willing to put it yourself out there and say, okay, well, let's look at what we're doing here, and and they apparently don't want to don't want to hear it, so they don't want they want to turn their hand to it. And say, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to listen to that. But yeah, you're putting it out there, so so it's it's sad. It's sad that they have a voice in, in this realm because they're not fair in their uh, agenda, and and they don't like your agenda, and it's 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 terrible. Now, some would say to me, Sam, why are you so thin-skinned? Why do you get so offended so easily? Why don't you just ignore these people? Why don't you just let it go and not care? Why do you need to just make it such a big deal all the time? And I'm going to tell you the answer to that because I think this is really critical. I have a thick skin. I don't care what they think or what they believe or what allegations they make. If that's all they were was allegations, okay, they can say and think and believe whatever they want, no matter how erroneous no matter how dishonest, no matter how manipulated their narrative, that's, that's fine with that. I don't, I don't care. But here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. The Southern Poverty Law Center a long time ago actually was credible, at least in the minds of most people, including law enforcement. And what happened is that when they attack people like me, it goes beyond opinion now. Because when the Southern Poverty Law Center puts out something, law enforcement, government, they take that information as if it's fact. 
and that puts me in danger. Now, the Family Research Council had a guy come in and try to kill everybody there. Thank heavens there was a good guy with a gun. Uh, it was a kill us, rape us, um, rob us not in the hands of the good guy, and they stopped the bad guy. All right? But the point of the matter is this guy, the bad guy, claimed that the Southern Poverty Law Center information is what drove his attack. Well, when these people attack me like this, they put my life in danger. They put my family in danger because, see, they want you to believe in their hate watch that I'm one of the biggest haters. The problem is they're spewing and promoting hate. And if it was just their opinion, I wouldn't care. But when they put people in harm's way, it starts to matter. So we need to set the record straight. When we come back, we'll talk about it more. We got a whole lot straight ahead. Kelly Finnegan, Brian Rust, RustQuentinGift.com. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. President Biden at the House Democrat Caucus Issues Conference yesterday puts the blame of America's fentanyl crisis on former President Trump. Biden's comments to a mother who spoke out about her two sons being killed by fentanyl poisoning. She, she was very specific recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> Governor Gavin Newsom is declaring a state of emergency in California for several snowed-in mountain communities in San Bernardino and Los Angeles counties. This woman is stuck in her home in Twin Peaks, just like her neighbors. Nobody can get on our street, and so, and everybody's in the same boat. They're buried under the snow, and many of them are elderly. They need their medications. They need food. Their pets don't have food. The FBI is reporting a man was arrested yesterday and charged with attempting to place an explosive or incendiary device on an aircraft after his bag triggered an alarm at Lehigh Valley International Airport in Pennsylvania. The FBI said that 40-year-old Mark Muffley from Lansford, Pennsylvania, checked a suitcase on Monday for a flight that was heading to Sanford, Florida. The FBI described it as a live explosive device. Muffley's alleged intent is not known at this time. A Chicago police officer who was badly wounded during a shootout with a gunman yesterday on the southwest side has died. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown. Uh, and began running from officers armed with a gun. The officers began pursuing uh, this offender at close range. Shots were exchanged. Uh, the offender was struck uh, in a critical condition. This is USA News. Attention, small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Credit. Call Omega Accounting Solutions to see if your business is eligible to recover payroll tax pay during the pandemic. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute consultation to determine your qualifications. Call Omega Accounting Solutions at 800-309-ERC. Omega's knowledgeable staff will streamline the process of filing complicated paperwork. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. Take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit before it's too late. The three-year sunset deadline is setting soon. 
So find out if you qualify today. Call 800-309-ERC. That's 800-309-ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com. All right, live it on your radio. So the problem that I have is I could have a thick skin and just let it go. I don't really care what these clowns think. The problem is uh, their efforts, their research makes it to the FBI. Okay? That's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. So listen to me carefully. 20 state attorney generals the, uh, says that the SPLC has been discredited as a reliable source. Yeah. And so 20 state attorney generals sent this document saying, look, the FBI took information from the Southern Poverty Law Center and literally attacked Catholic religious organizations. And now it's so bad and so dishonest in its reporting and so manipulated in its narrative that the FBI then uh, researched it after they ran with it and had to retract the FBI memo based on the single source Southern Poverty Law Center. That's why they're discrediting. Everything they say is a flat-out dishonest, manipulated lie. Now, this Jason guy in his failed Twitter feed attacks me relentlessly. He supposedly has 30,000 followers, which sounds pretty big, right? But there's only like, uh, when, he, when he tweets something, only, you know, like 20 people like it and 50 people, whatever, and a few people retweet it and this kind of stuff. But virtually, if you've got 30,000 followers that are supposed to be like your solid followers, but then you only get like 50 likes on something and, and, and like five or so tweets, how many of those are fake followers? How much of that's really real support for these clowns? I don't know, but the problem is that they're putting people in harm's way and people have been injured and harmed and threatened because of this supposed hate watch reporting, Brian. So that's why I'm taking such an issue with this, because at some point, hey, my very I, I might need security because of these clowns. Yeah, it's sad, Sam. And, and, and I, you know, what is his the his agenda just to get you off the air? Is that is that what his push is? I mean, if he doesn't, uh, like yeah, my guess is he asked all about how I make my money and all that kind of stuff. And so his agenda in my mind is to defund me so that I got to go away. Right. Yeah, which is which is ridiculous. I don't I don't get that agenda at all. I mean, he doesn't have to listen to you. I mean, I, don't, I mean, it's it's interesting how he. You know, that's what I always find. Like, you don't have to go down this path. You don't like it. You go another path. But you don't have to attack somebody because this is their path. I mean, it's like me. I don't. I don't like all the agendas out there, and but I, and I don't have to follow those agendas. And and so, you know, I can choose what I want to hear and what I want to support and so on, which I have a right to do. And and it, yeah, it's, I don't need to attack somebody because they, you know, they're different from me. <laughs> the only reason I'm firing back is because of the dishonest narratives that they have. But Kelly, look, this is putting people in harm's way, and that's my problem with it. That's why. I'm pushing back so hard. Well, and that's what you have to do. You have to let them know that, that we're, you're not going to roll over and just take it. And the Southern Poverty Law Center isn't Southern, and it isn't, doesn't deal with poverty. It did it in the beginning, but it hasn't done that for a long, long time. Now they're just going out trying to do whatever. Uh, they're, they're like that uh, Baptist church. I can't remember the name in Missouri that just tickets uh, funerals for uh, – fallen soldiers and things just to get sued and then they can counter sue and get money. That's all they do. And the problem is that you can't sue these people for libel and slander. Here's what they're libel and slander. Here's what they do. 
if they're trying to attack me, they say our radio show is so tiny it doesn't even matter. It's a little blip. It's just tiny. It's, it's, it's nothing. But then if they get sued, what they'll come back is and say, well, Sam Bushman's a celebrity. And because Sam Bushman's a celebrity, you know what? The rules <laughs> right. are different for celebrities, and we can say anything we want about him. But my response is, if I'm so tiny, if I don't matter a tinker's damn, then why waste their time with me at all, Brian? Well, that's what I say. I mean, they, they're, that's the, the agenda they have is to, to attack you because that's easy, I guess. And, and it's, it's, you know, it, it's pathetic is what it is. You're, I get your, your, your fighting back because, I mean, you have to. Uh, you know your career here and you, what you're accomplishing and so on. A good, this good thing, but I guess that's Satan's plan too. Is, is uh, he doesn't want to have any good. He might hide it a little bit, but he's attacking. He's going to attack. So that's that's their agenda, I guess. In my response to Jason Wilson, I'm not here to attack you personally either. I'm willing to air your views and your belief systems and let people make up their own minds. What I'm doing is attacking your attack of me. When you say that I'm promoting white agendas you're right i am what you're lying about is that i somehow am promoting a white view over all other views that's where the narrative falls apart okay so for example i made a claim and i said hey you know what one of the first people to have plantations in florida one of the oldest plantations or whatever was um basically owned and ran by a black woman now in their article they say that's false ladies and gentlemen but I don't know if you know, the Kingsley Plantation in Florida is one of the oldest plantations in the state. Okay? And Anna Kingsley was a black woman. She was bought by a white man. She was a slave. He bought her. He married her. He had children with her. And then he freed her. And then she, as a free black woman, ran the plantation they owned together. And she had and owned slaves. She was the African wife of plantation owner Zelfania Kingsley. Now, if she's a free woman and the wife, wow, how does that work when she has slaves and she runs the plantation while he's all the time gone on business? Okay, so I basically said this and then they, they now say that I claim that or that my claims are false. How are my claims false, Brian? <laughs> That's right. Well, they're going to try to twist it and and turn it so it's but that the voices they're just wrong they're just they're picking at you and trying to to fight i i kind of like your the lady you had on here the other day jennifer martin i think commissioner yeah, i mean she was they're attacking her yeah and and they're attacking her the same way it's it's all this agenda against these people that are trying to do the right thing that's what's wrong and that's what i'd like to see you know more of a stand up for that and 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 see some prosecution to those that are trying to pull us down and, and the negative there yeah I agree. And the, and the reason that they the reason that they say this is because they say that I'm I'm soft on slavery or I somehow have dual answers or conflicting answers on slavery. See, that's a lie. That's where the manipulation comes in. I say to you unequivocally, slavery is evil, satanic and wrong. And no one should ever be made a slave to anyone else ever. Now, is that waffling on the yeah. point? I don't think so. No. Now, then I say, though, hey. In comparison, is a slave of yesteryear that learned to read and write on the plantation, like Anna, who was a slave, but then he married her, then he freed her, um, you know, then she owned slaves. I'm pointing out that it's wrong when Anna owns slaves. It's wrong when Anna's a slave. Okay, all that's wrong. But then how about today when they're in the projects in Chicago? 
And they got a Mayor Lightfoot that just got kicked out that literally says, hey, I'm advocating for my black women people. And I have this agenda. I'm speaking to the blacks right now. And I'm this and that. And then these people are in the projects on the government dime. Dad's gone. Mom's got daddy, sugar daddy, tax dollars, funding their lifestyles. How are they not slaves? They don't have any chance uh, to rise above it and, and live literally free. Now, I'm not advocating that one's better than the other. Okay, what I'm advocating is both are wrong. Both are evil. Both should stop. Okay, so I'm not soft on slavery, but I'm willing to engage in a real, honest, open discussion. I'm not willing to paint a narrow narrative that's dishonest. So when Anna was a slave, was it wrong that she was a slave? Absolutely. But when Anna became free and married a man and owned a plantation and had slaves and ran a slave plantation herself, was Anna wrong? Absolutely. Are the modern day Lori Lightfoot and whatever these clowns are promoting and speaking specifically to black people while they live in projects and don't have a penny to their name and no chance for upward mobility in the greatest country on the face of the earth because the government grinds the face of the poor? That's wrong, too. Now, how am I bad for claiming all those things are wrong, Kelly? Oh, you're not. It's like at, at first Kamala Harris used to talk about slavery, and then her dad said, you know, you better be quiet what you say because our family used to own slaves, Kamala. And now she doesn't say anything about it. And guess what? Her dad's black, <laughs> and that family owns slaves in Jamaica. So uh, Well, and, and I like, say oh, that her okay, family okay, owning slaves is wrong too, Kelly. Exactly. It's all wrong. And it's never, it's never been about race. It's always the Romans had slaves wherever they conquered. The and by the way, I don't slaves. know what color the Romans are, but the Romans were wrong. Exactly. They were all wrong. Slavery was wrong, you know, and, and it's taken a while for that to be, you know, sink in. But it's gone on throughout history and it's never been right, but it was accepted. You know, it was kind of like the spoils of war. And, you know, that's no more. And, and the people that brought the blacks into slavery weren't whites. It was the blacks in Africa that captured them and then sold them. So, yeah, it's nothing to do with race. Slavery's wrong. It's over. We, we lost a lot of blood and a lot of treasure over that 150 years ago. It's done. Now, uh, Nikki Haley's running, and she's claiming that she's colored. She's not black, is she? No, she's Indian, though, so she is colored. She's as colored as, as someone from Mexico. Yeah, but I'm colored. If you look at my skin, it's not like a piece of paper. It's not white. You're not trans I colored, Brian? Transparent. Am I colored, Brian? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if you're colored. Might be not the right shade, perhaps. The, well, the I don't know, because if you put a white piece of paper and my skin together, I look pretty dark, brother. All right, hang tight. <laughs> hey, 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 round hey, table live. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. 
With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Hey, man, I got a question. I'm not very smart, but if Kelly's Black Irish, I just want to kind of help people understand what is the meaning of Black Irish. I I looked it up so that I could put it in the notes, by the way. The term Black Irish refers to people of, quote, Irish descent with various dark features such as black hair dark eyeballs, and tanned skin. So are the black Irish Caucasian, Kelly? Well, that you just described my grandpa. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was just that, uh, well, the thing is, they came from Scandinavia originally. So there was that Scandinavian blood, and that might have been a way to make it differentiate them from the, the red-haired, green-eyed Irish. But uh, yeah, yeah, they say it's a colloquial term. They say it's a colloquial yeah, exactly. term that's designed yeah. to refer to to Caucasian people of Irish ancestry, and so I kind of go right, what the, never, with that. It was never a derogatory so term. Well, let's quickly take that term now, though, and compare it to uh, our buddy Haley, uh, and um, she's Indian, and so is she more colored than the Black Irish? Uh, probably a little bit. You know, when you start your show well, with. Uh, with a with with a, a, a colored guitarist playing, you know. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Great guitarist. Yeah, he's exactly. a killer guitarist. I, I, didn't, I didn't know if you knew that, you know, Carlos. Oh, I know that, that, but I don't care because yeah. you want to know what I accept exactly, his talents. Yeah, I accept his talents for what they are, and I accept him as a person, and all the good he can bring to the world I support, and all the bad he brings to the world I don't support, and that's true of every single person on the planet, Brian. Well, you you promote light lightness. I mean, light. Turn to the light. It's like look to, to God, look to the light, and live. And and instead of those that want to turn that light into darkness, and you look to darkness, we you know maybe identify with sa- Satan and the Savior, kind of the opposites. He's the light, and Satan's the dark, and that's their agenda. Promote the dark. So I'm glad you're doing promoting the light, Sam. 
Well, and I want to promote the light in everyone all the time. And if Jason Wilson has any good light and any good, you know, viewpoints, I would be willing to entertain those and discuss those with him. And if he's wrong, I want to highlight that he's wrong. And if I'm wrong, I want to learn something and grow and change and repent. Brian? Amen. I think that's that's what I'm talking about. And that's that's the problem. He He's kind of got these blinders on and it's all about tearing you down and, and the, the darkness and destroying any good that you're trying to accomplish. All right, let's do the Honest Money Report, and that works even for the Black Irish. I want them to have honest money, too. Did you know that? (laughs) Isn't that awesome? (laughs) I want everybody to have constitutional currency, my friend. Yeah. I even want the dog catcher to have honest money, you know? All right, what's gold looking like, sir? Uh, 1837.2. 37.2. That's up a teeny bit, right? Yeah, kind of. You know, it's the yo-yo thing. I call it the yo-yo up and down on the paper markets. We're going to see the yo-yos, no doubt about it. Yes, sir. All right. This uh, Silver? Uh, 20.83. That's down a little bit from what I had before. Uh, all right. Where are we sitting at? Rhodium and, and, and the other key metals. Rod- rhodium sitting at 8,300. Oh, that's way down, isn't it? That's come off some, yeah. Now's the time to buy rodeo. Look, when we were first talking to Kurt about it, it was up in the 20,000s. Yeah, that's right. Man, poor Kurt. His garage is only worth less than half of what it once was. (laughs) Kelly, what do you think uh, uh, the summation of the markets? Well, right now what's going on, and I kind of know what's going on, is they've had to raise the interest rate up so high that the bonds are paying a, you know, wow, you're, you know, got bonds paying 5%. So everybody's like, well, I'm going to get in on that. So they're selling their gold and silver to buy these bonds, which is debt. Um, and, and, and once the U.S. has to reverse course and start lowering the interest rate, because they can't afford paying that interest rate on the debt, then gold and silver are just going to take off, like go up a lot faster than they're coming down. Brian, what do you say? Yeah, he's he's got a point. I mean, you look at kind of what's happening there. We talk about uh, central banks and and this debt thing. They were making a lot of money, basically. Uh, you know, they're saddled now with with huge amounts of debt because it's it's swung the other way. I mean, they were they were on the interest. You know, they had made billions of dollars and so on, and now this it's it's swinging the other way. And so a lot of these central banks now are losing money. And the debt still stays there, so they're still paying it, and they're losing a lot of money there. So, yeah, I mean, it's we're seeing this cycle kind of hit, and so I mean, the, the burden now on these central banks is is uh, to limit these strains. But yeah, there's there's a lot of interest in that that they're they're paying based on the All right. debt. What, and what's available right now, Brian, for people to get? What's the hottest things you're recommending? Hey, you know what? These are available. These are a great deal. These are you know what's kind of going on. Well, I mean, I, I have product available. I mean, we've, we've like, you know, over the last number of years, we've tried to stockpile and have product on hand where people, but, you know, we're still selling a lot of gold. A lot of people are buying gold still. I've, I've got a lot of people, you know, the the buying silver still. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's available and they can come in. Some people, you know, I don't I don't like the fact of saying, okay, you need to buy these because it's cheaper. And a lot of people say, I, I do push that a little bit. Here's the cheaper price. But I, you know, also 
your trading value like on 90% coin. It's it's a little you're paying a little higher, but a lot of people like that dime quarter constitutional stuff that we used to use, and because you know you know it's smaller amounts and and so we have people putting that away. So yeah, it's it's all of it I guess is is a little bit of here and there. So but we and have. What's it. your favorite, Kelly? Right now, I really like platinum, and there have been a lot of people coming in saying, "Hey, platinum." Didn't that used to be more than gold, and now it's about half of what gold was. And so yeah. I think when Palladium gets out of favor, I think platinum will, you know, every dog has its day. If you want to buy what nobody's talking about. Everybody's talking about gold and silver. Nobody's talking about platinum. You want to buy what nobody's talking about. Yeah. All right. There you have it. I think that's wise. Uh, my favorite, though, are the Silver Eagle Silver Dollars, just because they'll always have a premium. They'll always have that American, um, I don't know what you want to say, credibility to them, and, and, and they're just so beautiful and everything else. I like those. I also like the dimes and the quarters a lot, Brian. Yeah. So a lot of those. So all of it has a, a place, I think. And, and uh, I think the. You know, we, we just kind of say, you know, getting in the game and, and uh, a little bit here or there, it starts to add up. And that now you have something for your money. I mean, it's, it's, if you need it, you got it. Some of these people come in and say, oh, I bought this a while ago, and maybe I'm not making the money, but I need it right now. Well, great. I'm glad you have it because you need it right now. You've got something you can fall back on. Regardless of what you paid, it's, it's – uh, I mean, you want to make – everybody wants to make money. But in a sense, it's peace of mind when you can fall back and, hey, I've got this nest egg. It's not like we went to the movie and out to dinner every week and we spent the money we had. We've been putting away this little nest egg that, oh, Billy broke his arm or the car just broke down. We need it. And, and so it's nice to have that fall back on. And that's kind of what we're doing. Peace of mind is that metal. And if you have cash, you'll just piddle it away. You know, so it's nice to have the metal away. You, just, you can't just go out and spend it. You know, kids break in and spend it for face value once in a while, but. Yeah, you got to put a stop to that. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, but that that's really the thing that we need to understand, that it provides this savings um, protection, protection from spending it when you don't want to unless you intelligently really ne- need to. It's got kind of a stopgap to prevent you just by the nature of it. Secondarily, though, it holds its value against all the manipulations manipulations and changes. Uh, you know, if I had a silver eagle, silver dollar from, you know, 25 or let me think, say 35 years ago, 40 years ago, you know, I might have got it for five bucks then. And now it's worth basically what? Almost forty dollars, thirty five dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's correct. It's well, not a bad for a stable reality, right? Yeah, you're right. You know, one of the factors, too, I like to, to, I like to, you know, you have this little nest egg there. You're not, let's say I have this IRA or something, or I put away a, um, a metal IRA or something down the way, and I've got to call uh, Bill out here to sell off my thing or send me the metal and so on. I mean, the process of that could be a week or two or three to get that process done. And, and you know, and, and you might not get the metal. In fact, I've had clients come in now. They've wanted their metals from in their IRA, and they sent them a check. And then the small writing says, well, we can send you a check, and we don't have to give you the metal that you thought you were purchasing. But it also takes time. And so peace of mind is the fact that you, you open the lockbox or your safe, where your safety uh, hiding place or whatever, and you have it immediate. You don't wait a three- or four-week. Maybe you need it today or tomorrow or the next day. 
well, it's a three or four week period that takes to to get that process in line and 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 if if really it hits the fan, you know the you know the crunch hits the fan. Now it might take a month to get your money or two months or whatever because fifty thousand other people want their money that day too. So that's just a a thought. <clears throat> There you have it, but I'm sure that uh, folks will take my constitutional currency when times get tough, and there ain't a lot of that uh, um, fiat currency around, Kelly. Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. And and it's funny, people in Europe understand that. They've been through world wars there. People in the United States don't understand the value of gold and silver, but in Europe they know. All right, you got a final word for us, uh, Brian? Yeah, just peace of mind. I think peace of mind, and and uh, you know, put some away. It's, it's a good thing to have. You know, that's you know, gives you that uh, I, I, preparation is that peace of mind. Also, Sam, I think continuing to share the light. That's that's a that's a key for all of us. We're grateful for you. Roger that, Kelly. Final word from you, sir. I I would say uh, study and ponder before you open your mouth and say anything. Ooh. Man, I'm in trouble now, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no. You've done that. You've studied and you're yeah, you're prepared. I, I, I understand. I truly do my best. I was just kind of joking because I talk a lot. I but know. you know what? <laughs> Kelly has got a real nugget of wisdom right there, folks. And that's kind of what I want to send out to all these different naysayers and dividers and, and all that kind of stuff. What is wrong with loving God? What is wrong with loving family? What is wrong with loving country? What is wrong with embracing principles of the protection of life, liberty, and property? What's wrong with the idea that government's good when it obeys its proper role? The whole purpose of government is to protect our God-given inalienable rights. And when government does that, I'm not anti-government. That's another place they lie. Why do I keep focusing on the supreme law of the land and the checks and the balances and due process and everything else if I'm anti-government? Why would I look to that as my guide? See, they just lie. Yes, I'm anti-rogue government. Absolutely. <laughs> Brian? No, I agree with you, Sam, and I, I think that's across the board. I mean, this this lady you had on the other uh, day, this uh, congresswoman, or, or not congress, the commissioner or whatever, Jennifer Martin. I mean, same thing. She's asking her for the sheriffs to stand up for what they, what they gave an oath to do. So I agree. Yeah, they're afraid we might take America back is what I think their real fear is. That once the American people, the great sleeping giant, wakes up and demands their God-given rights, it's over for these clowns. And they know it. But I'll tell you this, we're on God's side. And you know what? I'm okay with that because they might uh, beat us up along the way. We might have to follow Christ and bear the cross a little bit. But in the end of the day, we win, they lose, Kelly. Final words yours. Uh, exactly right. You know, we just, we got the, we've got the fight. We've got to be ready for it. It's here. Ladies and gentlemen, we declare this nation shall endure. RustCoinandGift.com. God save the republic. Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. No time for preludes. This is the broadcast for March 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2023. 
Ladies and gentlemen, our goal to promote God, family, and country, to protect life, liberty, and property. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Peter the Scoop Stanton on with us. He is live from CPAC right now, uh, and we're going to get an update. Hi, Scoop. Morning, Sam. What's going on over there, sir? Okay, well, uh, it is uh, the start of CPAC uh, 2023. I am on Radio Row. My uh, designation near Radio Row is near the restroom, of course. But anyways, uh, the CPAC is a little bit different. There's not a lot of uh, so-called conservative celebrities, people like uh, Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence, other, you know, A-list conservatives decided not to uh, attend this year. Uh, One of the reasons why is... uh, because uh, CPAC uh, owner or CPAC Grand uh, uh, Pooba, Matt Schlapp, is uh, under um, a lawsuit for sexual uh, harassment from another male. Uh, I guess yeah, that was, got um, all dismissed now, though. Right. Well, I guess he is, it's a civil suit. Uh, but anyways, I guess a lot of people are deciding not to come to CPAC this year because of the uh, civil suit and the allegations. So it's not as crowded as usual. Also, uh, another reason why it's not as crowded is it's not an election year. Once uh, every election year, this place is just wall to wall people. And uh, at first, uh, I used my credentials at 75 Radio, uh, syndicated on the Living News Radio Network, uh, to gain entry as a media uh, uh, per- personality. They said no, but then I got an email saying I'm back in. So, uh, anyways, kudos to uh, CPAC. But, anyways, uh, a lot of media is not here. One uh, one media outlet that is absent is Sirius XM. They have a 24-hour channel called the Patriot Channel on 124. They are not here this year. Um, but, uh, we have Newsmax. They are here. Uh, WMAL, which is a local talker in uh, Washington, D.C., they are also here. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I'm going to be walking around, uh, hobnobbing, uh, talking to people. I see uh, 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 not a lot of people here. And usually there's a lot of uh, ladies uh, who are easy on the eyes, if you will, but uh, <laughs> a lot more men than women. So I'll just keep that that. All right. There you have it. One other thing that I find fascinating is um, CPAC in D.C. It's interesting they go to D.C. of all places. If they want to paint themselves as the outsiders, going to D.C. is not the way to go. Secondly, you got to ask the question, who is speaking? Why are we only hearing from government insiders? I looked at the schedule, and everybody is a congressman, a senator, a running for president, this and that. When are the bureaucrats going to sit down and shut up and listen to us, Pete? They're, they're not because, I mean, first of all, it's supposed to be grassroots organizations. This year's uh, uh, entry fee, bare minimum, is $295. But they have packages for $3,000, $10,000, up to, I believe, uh, $15,000 for uh, silver, gold, and platinum. Uh, but again, uh, the American Conservative Union, which is based here in D.C., they're the ones that uh, put this on and put this out. And they say it's grassroots, but there's no many grassroots here. Uh, like they have Larry O'Connor here every single year. And if right. anybody knows anything about Larry O'Connor, he is a cuckservative. He's not a conservative. He is a cuckservative. Also, uh, uh, my buddy uh, Charlie LaDuff, who runs on uh, No BS News Hour. He uh, asked me to t- take some film, but don't. Uh, he said, uh, "Don't uh, be a fanboy." But again, I said, "I said, Charlie, have you seen the, the list of guests?" I'm not. I'm not a fanboy. I said, "You know, our people are the attendees. You know, people who have to right, get up, you, they have to punch a clock." There you the- have it. 
Along with the other reasons that CPAC isn't well attended this year that Pete highlighted, I want to highlight this. I don't know if you know, but there's tooling events between CPAC and Club for Growth right now. Both events are highlighting the divide within the GOP, and that's part of the problem. You've got Ron DeSantis going to Club for Growth, where the big money donors are. You've got others going to CPAC. That's a battle in and of itself. Ron DeSantis with Club for Growth. Trump is the keynote speaker at the CPAC, but, hey, DeSantis and Mike Pence both skip CPAC. Wow, there's some uh, volleying going on within the Republican Party on that one. Scoop? Right, and it's it's been going on because it's been you know people CPAC decides who they want to let in, who they don't want to let in. They've kicked out uh, people actually paid money to attend with a, a ticket. They they kicked them out. So uh, you know they against cancer culture, but they are, are the kings of cancer culture. And you know me being with this uh, your outfit for uh, uh, over a decade now, we know firsthand about being canceled. So they want to they want to dictate the message. And if you don't that part of the message, not part of the team. You got to go somewhere else. But, again, it's, you know, they, they want to divide, but it's, you know, they, they do it to themselves because, meanwhile, you have donors, you know, divide amongst each other, conservative celebrities divide amongst each other. But, you know, what about the working class people? I mean, our, our D.C. is turning into a, a Mogadishu. Uh, our, our schools are a mess. Our roads are a mess. Uh, you know, it's unsafe to ride the, ride the subway to work now. But, you know, they're, they're worried about, you know, donors and should we give billions to Ukraine or not? Yeah, CPAC and Club for both, uh, Club for Growth both seem to be deep state to me. Final point, uh, Scoop. Uh, final point is that I will be uh, out and about trying to meet some of our uh, some of our people. You know, the middle America, real America, people we have put on their lace up their boots, put on a bulletproof vest. Uh, you know, have tools in the back of the uh, pickup truck that they're trying to make payments on. So, uh, uh, hopefully, Sam, if you have me on tomorrow, I'll have a, a much better update. Roger that, and we'll uh, get some updates from Scoop later today. We'll record some sound bites from the floor, uh, and then tomorrow we'll have Scoop with us both hours covering CPAC. Thanks, Scoop. Thank you, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mary Toko with me, always on the first Thursday of the month, and Mary is going to interview our next guest with me, too. Welcome, Mary. Oh, so great to be back with you, Sam. You're very welcome. We're excited to have you with us. Um, MaryToko.com is her website, and uh, she does a phenomenal job. We now have a guy with, with us named Mike McMahon. Uh, he's with a group called RollCallForFreedom.com. They're a group out of California, incredible group. Uh, Mike is a former police officer. I mean, he's just done a ton of things in his life, and he's standing for the sacred cause of liberty. Uh, you know, I grew up in California. It was a great place growing up there years ago, but, man, I thought it all went to the dark side. But, no. When you got people like Mike standing up for truth there, you kind of go, there's hope, Mike. Welcome. Hey, good morning, Sam. Good morning, Mary. How are you today? Very good. Thank you. Thanks All right. Tell us on. a little bit about you, Mike, just your kind of personal background, and then tell us about your incredible organization you guys created, uh, I guess, in response to COVID, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, where do I start? Uh, there, I, you know, I was a 14-year veteran of the LAPD. Um, I was terminated after being put on trial by the department for the uh, for seven months. I was terminated in July of uh, last year uh, because, you know, quite simply, I refused to go along with the COVID, uh, the COVID narrative that the department in the city of Los Angeles was pushing out. And uh, in so I was a questioning, um, 
I did. I was not a participant. I refused to mask. I refused to test, and ultimately, I refused to vaccinate. And uh, being sort of a whistleblower, I was targeted by the department and the city for my outspoken views because you know I really raised the issue during uh, the height of the of the pandemic that uh, you know this was all just a gigantic ploy to gain more control over the populations of, of the world by the elites. And so in speaking out, um, again, I was made an example of and uh, ultimately terminated from my position as a police officer. Uh, in the meantime, though, <clears throat> excuse me, in the meantime, I had formed a coalition uh, called Roll Call for Freedom, and we were made up of LAPD officers. And uh, then later on, we took on the civilian workforce of the LA, uh, of the city of Los Angeles, because you know to protect and serve doesn't just apply to one area. You know we we encompassed everyone. We welcomed them in. We folded them into our to our coalition. Um, we had filed a federal lawsuit against the city of Los Angeles, but unfortunately that had been dismissed uh, due to procedural issues. Uh, but currently, right now, yeah, Sam, they can't dismiss we, it on the facts of the case. They always got to say you don't have standing or procedural issues because then they never have to deal with the real issue, Mike. Absolutely right, and that is exactly what we're finding. I mean, I'm pretty much nationwide. Uh, but right now, my coalition is trying to raise funds to uh, to file another action against the city of Los Angeles. Uh, this time, just specifically attacking the mandate itself, uh, just because recently. Uh, we saw the, 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 the city of Los Angeles, the county of Los Angeles, and then on the 28th of February, the state of California lifted their state of emergency. So, you know, we have all of these things happening. We have, you know, R Rochelle Walensky and, and Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci and all these people coming, and even Albert Borla coming out and saying that these shots do not stop transmission. So therefore, if they don't stop transmission, why do we still have mandates in place? Uh, if it's nothing else than just a, a power struggle to keep their thumbs on this on the uh, civilian workforce of the city and state, so that's where I am right there. That's a that was a lot to unpack. There you have it, Mary. This is right up your alley. This guy literally freaked out when they wanted to mandate COVID vaccines. Him and his, uh, in my opinion, fellow Americans said, "You know what? We're not doing this. This is completely." bogus and unacceptable so they created rollcallforfreedom.com which is a group of americans that are really standing against forced vaccinations and mike took it all the way to the bank and lost his job over it mary well this goes back to your wonderful uh, senator pan from years ago Absolutely. it seems like california doesn't really care what the people feel or think about any of these issues um and i you know we've watched california slip down this this mountain of um, ignoring the people, uh, disregarding children, disregarding adults. It seems to me like you are almost like slaves in this, in this state because you have very little power within the court system. It's so, I will use the word corrupt, it's so corrupt and it's so bought and paid for by Big Pharma. And I feel for the people of California and New York. Um, I, I don't know how they live there and survive there under this tyranny and this oppression. So Mike, first I want to thank you for taking the stand and and risking your career. And you know, to me, you are a hero. And this is where we have to trust God, that God has a purpose in all of this for you. And that God will sustain you and keep you safe. And that's really my 
my number one prayer for you is that you are protected and kept safe because whenever you stand up against this type of monster, um, there's always a risk and, and you're risking a lot. You've risked your career as a policeman and now perhaps your reputation um, and, and who, who knows? Uh, the bigger you get, the louder you get, the harder they come down on people. So we have to really just continue to pray for your safety. And um, so, you know, there have been other areas where mandates have been lifted. And like in New York, all of the people that got fired from their jobs were reinstated with $40,000 um, uh, of salary. And so, you know, perhaps this is something we can see up the road. What do you think, Mike? Well, you know, I appreciate you saying that. You know, to me, uh, the real heroes are the men and women that have chosen to stand beside me. You know, I, mean, th I think one of the worst things you can do is call a police officer or a firefighter a hero. It just makes us uncomfortable. Uh, but, okay. you know, cowards, cowards abandon others. Heroes abandon themselves. And that's why I'm so proud to stand with the men and women of Roll Call for Freedom, because they have abandoned themselves and they, are, they have put their necks on the line to stand alongside me. Um, you know, I, t regarding the New York issue, um, I'm, I was reading very recently that Mayor Adams wants to, you know, in offering these people their jobs back, they have to sign away any sort of liability or, you know, to sue the city or, or anything like that. Um, they always want something. Nobody's going to admit any sort of wrongdoing here. You know, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the Puritan holding the, the, the torch to the to the witch's stake like well we we both made mistakes here and they don't they, you know they just basically want government in, um, uh, indemnity from from all everything that's what's happening so I don't know what's going to happen down the line here um, you know very recently uh, the city of Los Angeles just sort of took in all blanket exemptions um, under title 7 but this the, the the, the, the most problematic for, thing for me and my organization is that they left the mandate still in place. Um, and so, you know, like I said, we're currently fighting that battle to why are we still having the mandates if everything is just lifted? Well, and they took in all those uh, exemptions and it sounds good. Like, okay, now they're going to accept it. Nine times out of 10, I find when they do something good like that, there's a fly in the ointment, Michael. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I've been warning people about for the entire time of this is that, you know, you can, under Title VII, you only have to reasonably attempt to accommodate. And at any time, your working conditions can change and the department or the city can come and come back to you and say, well, we no longer have space for you. Here's your walking papers. And you lose essentially your right to sue uh, for unlawful determination because the, 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 the city will just say, hey, we tried. And that's why I refused to uh, to participate in this in this scheme. You know, I refused to acquiesce to these band-aids because I could have submitted a religious example, Sam. I could have done X, Y, and Z, but it goes against my my own moral code because number one, I don't believe that the the city and or the department has any right to know the beliefs that I hold dear in my heart. You know, I'm I'm a big subscriber. And they John also Locke. don't have a right. Hold on. They also don't have a right to create different outcomes for different belief systems either. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I believe in, in a man's natural rights. I believe that our, our, our rights come from God. And, uh, you know, and if we're made in the image of God, 
no man-made product can usurp the defined nature of God. So, you know, I just, I sat there and I looked at it and I examined it. Do I want to take the easy way out or do I want to stand for something, right? Because people who lack the courage will always find, you know, the philosophy to justify it. And I just had to stand up and say no. And thankfully I had enough, enough, I wish it were more, but I had enough people to stand beside me, you know, because it's like, it, it always reminds me, there's a quote by the Reverend, uh, Reverend Graham that says, when a, when a brave man stands, it stiffens the spines of others. And that's what I was seeing. Roger was that. Inspire Amen. people, inspire people to take a stand with me. Um, and I said very early on, you know, I'll take those slings and arrows uh, just as long as I can stand shoulder to shoulder with some brave men and women. Because this organization at its, at its core, we're not anti-anything. We're not, an, we're not pro-vax or anti-vax. What we are is choice. You always have to have a choice. Um, and that's where we're at. Mary, I think, what do you think I of love, that? Well, I love it, number one. As you know, I really believe that no medical procedure should ever be mandated to humans. Right. I think it should be 100% based on our full fully informed decision, whether it's a medication, a drug, a procedure, um, you know, cancer treatment, or, or vaccination. I believe we all should have the right to determine what goes into our body and our children's body. And so um, I think that that's, that's primarily been my, you know, I personally am known as somebody who is against vaccines. My book that I wrote was all about the power of the immune system and how God did not make a mistake when he created us. Exactly. He didn't say, oh, I forgot to give you an immune system. And, and, and like many organs in our body, it is underdeveloped when we're born and we're developing it throughout the whole course of our lifetime. And the way that it gets strengthened is by going into combat and dealing with issues that we're gonna come across in life. And so we, to, to, to avoid that, and inject something foreign into the body just doesn't, it just doesn't sit right with me either. And I do believe, Mike, there's a huge awakening taking place about this. It, and, and this is, the again, the silver lining that I like to refer to, that, that people are waking up and they're seeing that there's a whole agenda behind these mandates. And it's not just about public health, okay? It's way, way beyond that. And I'm sure a lot of your audience, Sam, understand how deep deep this goes but it takes every one of us doing what we can on an individual basis to get involved in our community to take a stand where we can and do what we can but mike it takes courage and and i just know that people are are paralyzed with fear and and they don't and again i just thank god that he's always given me enough courage to go forward and trusting in him and he's always protected me so well and people are know, getting less paranoid and more willing to stand up every single day as government uh shows its evil hand and when i say government i mean the rogue agents in government the proper role of government is legitimate and we support it 100 percent. but the rogue agents who take authority under themselves which they do not have is the problem mike mcmahon with us ladies and gentlemen and their mission at the incredible organization is to preserve the medical freedom of la city employees now i agree with that but i also say that your work is setting a standard for people across the nation uh, and around the world mike and that's why we want you on i mean i agree it's about la but it's really mm -hmm. about people and agency choice role 
callforfreedom.com is the website. Check it out to learn more. Rollcallforfreedom.com. But your work is having a bigger impact than you think, Mike. I appreciate you saying that. You know, in, in when I was when I was told that I that I uh, couldn't be a police officer any longer, when I was told that I didn't deserve to wear the badge because I made a personal decision for myself, you know, I was kind of I, I, I was I was stunned to be honest with you. Um, and again, seven months on trial within the LAPD, um, facing a tribunal of of attorneys making that decision. I mean, I've been I was a I was an officer of the year for the city of Los Angeles. You know, I, I'm uh, I was a decorated police officer. Uh, but one of the decisions that I had to make that I had to make um, when I was facing termination was, well, how can I still serve? And um, you know, I decided that if if a government uh, can do this to someone like myself, and I'm not trying to be egotistical, but I was a I was a really good officer, and if a government can do this to me, uh, it could do it to anyone whether it's construction workers, janitorial, uh, you know, doctors, it, which we've seen, uh, you know, I, I decided how, how can I serve further if it's not in, you know, if it's not with a badge. So I decided to run for the California State Assembly um, this past year. And I never wanted to be a politician, you know, but it was the absence of strong leadership. Well, that I don't, really I don't think any of us. To... Go ahead, Mary. Well, I was going to say, I don't think any of us want to be a politician, but right. like you, I have decided to become a delegate for my precinct. Um, and Saturday is when we, we have our recall, uh, re, re, um, reorg, but, and, and I'm going out and I'm canvassing neighborhoods and I'm meeting my neighbors that I don't, that I don't have never met. And I'm talking to them about the, the voter problems and, and the lack of transparency and all of the stuff going on behind the scenes with my <coughs> local political you know group and 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 it's it's like it's 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 unknown territory for me mike and it's i have to be very very careful because i don't feel really confident or competent at moving into it but i'm making myself go into it and i'll learn as i go because we have to make a difference in our community in our precinct wherever we can make a difference that's where it has to start sure so that is and that's awesome. the philosophy that's the philosophy that i took as well going into it is that uh you know change has to start with me and uh you know you can't defeat a man who's willing to suffer in order to win and and that's what the last three years have done to me it's you know i haven't been employed since november of 2021 um, i've been in this fight and i'm still unemployed i'm still a, i'm an out-of-work police officer at the moment um but you know i don't pray for an easy life you know i i just pray for the strength to endure a difficult one um, and that's the mindset that I have to keep going every day. Is that well, and there's ultimately... two reasons to run for office, Mike. I think that's important for people to remember, sure. too. One is to win, obviously. Uh, but if you don't win, the other one is to basically insert discussions that matter, mm -hmm. the weightier matters, I would call them, into mm -hmm. the debates and into the discussions, into the campaign. And without a guy like you there, a lot of the issues that you brought up and a lot of the focus points that you hold dear and stand for wouldn't be in the discussions at all without you. Sure. So let's think of it as a positive and a gain no matter what, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I look back onto when I started this and where I am now. And, you know, I always said you have to be uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable in being uncomfortable. And, you know, taking that first step from the darkness into the light, it's exhilarating and it's scary. Hey, I've got a hard break, Mike, that I cannot... Sure 
that I cannot stop. I know we're only supposed to keep you on for a half hour. I'm hoping you can stay a teeny bit after the half hour. Talk for about five more minutes. Three-minute break, five minutes more with you. We'll let you fly at about 35 or 40 after. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Mike McMahon. The guy's incredible. Police officer for more than 15 years. Stood up to defend his right to choose. RollCallForFreedom.com is the resulting organization of his incredible work. Back in seconds on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. A shakeup at the Alex Murdoch trial in South Carolina last hour. During closing arguments, the judges ordered one of the jurors to be dismissed. Judge Clifton Newman. And we'll bring the juror out to uh, inform her that she'll no longer, her services will no longer be needed. Uh, we will then replace her with an alternate. Prosecutor Creighton Waters. However, I think it's important for me to note for the record that the interviews of these two people were done by sled agents, one of whom was named as a witness in this case, and the other uh, who is, was listed in the notes as being one of the investigating officers. More details have come about from Eli Lilly and Company cutting costs on its most commonly prescribed insulin products by 70% and taking other steps to make it easier for patients to afford the drugs. The Indianapolis-based company said on May 1st it will reduce the list price for its unbranded insulin to $25 a vial from $82. And it plans to improve a program on capping patients' out-of-pocket costs at $35 a month. SpaceX's Crew-6 mission is finally off the ground. One, it is full power. Liftoff from the Kennedy Space Center took place just after midnight Eastern time. On board are two NASA astronauts, a Russian cosmonaut, and the first long-duration astronaut from the United Arab Emirates. The crew will spend six months at the International Space Station. A new report from the International Energy Agency, whose members comprise of many of the world's largest energy consumers, said emissions of carbon dioxide climb less than 1% in 2022. This is despite many countries going back to burning coal as energy after the Biden administration ended America's energy independence. Thanks for listening. This is USA News. Wendy's homestyle French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. I participate in U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. That's 800-471-7065. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-gooders to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. 
Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Mary Taco, or Toco, I'm sorry, Mary Toco, uh, and our guest, Mike McMahon, today. We're talking about preserve the medical freedom of L.A. City employees, rollcallforfreedom.com. Uh, he also ran for office, State Assembly, the 41st District there. Uh, Mike, uh, you really had uh, influence in the debates and the discussions and the points brought up. That's valuable. Uh, do you think there was election uh, integrity problems there? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, Ouch. I think, um, you know, looking at the election night coverage, um, I had several people notify me uh, on election night that I had actually won with regards to in-person voting. Um, my district covered two counties. Uh, what, number one was Los Angeles County, and number two was San Bernardino County out in the San Gabriel Mountains. And, uh, you know, I ended up, when the dust settled, I ended up winning San Bernardino County 63 to 37. Uh, but once the, once the ballot harvesting envelopes were started to open in Los Angeles County, that's when it all just got out of hand. Yeah, just um, let the fraud mail roll in. Don't need fan yeah, mail now, just fraud mail. Well, you know, I mean, one of the things coming up for the 24 election is that uh, Republicans, unfortunately, will have to play by the rules that the Democrats set forward. And unless we're prepared to do the very same thing, we are never going to change anything back to the way it should be. Uh, you know, I hate to have to admit that we're going to have to ballot harvest, but we have to play by their rules and we have to get so good at ballot harvesting that either we win or we force the Democrats to change it back. Because that's truly the only way, you know, tapping into the Gen Zs, these young kids that are coming out that are disenfranchised. Um, the, the Democrat Party really speaks to them because they've had nothing but an education of wokeness, nothing but an education of government dependency, uh, that they're coming out and they are voting in mass for these, uh, I don't even know what to call them now, these, these communistic, these Marxist ways. Um, the, the 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 Republican Party of California has its worst work set up for it. Amen to that. Stay there, Mike Burton Brink, our next guest. He was a California police officer. Uh, he's been around the sheriff's department in L.A. County, worked there for 29 plus years, retired as a sergeant. I mean, this guy is huge. He ran for office as well. Uh, did you find vote fraud related to your uh, experience as well, sir? Oh, absolutely. There, it, there's no doubt in my mind that there's uh, voter fraud in some type of uh, aspect, especially when it comes down to the Los Angeles Registrar's Office. We have Dean Logan that's in charge of that, and he's been mm -hmm. corrupt when he was up in either Oregon or Washington is where he came from. And they got rid of him, and L.A. County says, oh, you're just the perfect person we need in L.A. County. And he's now in charge of our uh, vote, voting uh, system down here. And they they don't want to they don't want to clean up the rolls or anything even though a uh, judge just uh, made them uh, get rid of uh, 1.2 million people in Los Angeles County that were should not have been on the voter rolls and that was from a 1997 lawsuit so yeah that um, doesn't you know, point to vote fraud I don't know what does huh exactly and and that's just it I mean here we are five years later and, and the judge is forcing him to to do that and you know there's a lot more than that because you know as as Mike was was talking. You know, we've we've had this type of problem. You know, when you have in-person voting, you know, Mike and I were, were hands down. But as soon as all these mail-in ballots come in a week after the election, 
you know, and all of a sudden the, the numbers turn, it's like, how can this be? Um, it, it's, there, there's a lot, of, a lot of shenanigans going on, and, and that's, that's part of it. And speaking of the shenanigans, there's been some petitions to remove people from office, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, launches petition to remove governor uh, and others from office. You guys are both involved in that petition. Let's start with you, Mike, then we'll let you fly. Sure. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things that's really near and dear to my heart is uh, is seeing the removal of the uh, the George Soros bought and paid for district attorney, George Gascon. You know, he is a an absolute stain on law enforcement, having come from uh, initially the LAPD, uh, and then he was the district attorney up in San Francisco. Uh, this man is responsible for destroying the lives of millions of Californians uh, as one of the authors of um, Proposition 47 in our state, and I think Burton can talk to it a, a little bit about Prop 47. But this man, for some reason, the, uh, you know, he survived the recall, but there is an active investigation and there's still some recounts going on uh, with regards to that. Uh, the, the county registrar had thrown out, uh, Burton, refresh my memory, it was something like what uh 70 percent of the signatures 70 yeah it was like seventy-five thousand uh signatures that were thrown out by uh the uh, registrar la county registrar's office right and and that would have made yeah so they'll they'll throw out signatures when it comes to a recall but they won't throw out ballots when it comes to fraud right exactly exactly wow michael we really want to thank you for your work we know that uh mike mcmahon's doing a tremendous work ladies and gentlemen if you want to keep up on what he's doing RollCallForFreedom.com is the website to check that out. He's also involved with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. So you know what? I'll look forward to getting to California and taking you out to lunch, Mike. Thanks so much for your work. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you for having me on. And, uh, you know, we are looking for donations to fund our, our lawsuit if any of your listeners are, are, uh, can see fit to donate. And uh, it was great talking to you. Thank you. It's been an honor. And Burton, good luck, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, brother. Roll good luck call- to you, man. RollCallForFreedom.com. Dot com it's, is the website if you want to donate. RollCallForFreedom.com. Mary. And it's the number four because I was looking for it. So it's roll call number four, the number four freedom.com uh, so people can find it. And thank you so much. Nice talking with you, Mike. Thank you. Burton folks. Brink still with us, ladies and gentlemen. And Burton worked for 29 years, as I mentioned, with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. He retired as a sergeant, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Tell me about the elections in 2022. Then, what what do you say to to this? It's it's uh it, it's really a problem. And do you agree with um, uh, Michael that the only way we're going to handle this is just to start doing ballot harvesting ourselves? Because man, I don't, yeah, I don't I, like that. That's, that's fraud. I, I don't I don't like it either. And it's and it's you know it's especially hard for us as law enforcement officers. You know, Mike and I both. You know, we we're taught to do the right thing, and that is not the right thing to do. However, the Democrats like to cheat and this is how they cheat and so if that's what the rules they they are then that's what we have to do too because there is no way on earth as you see california going south um bad very badly um is going to go across the rest of this nation and you know we we see the mass exodus of people leaving california there are democrats leaving the state of california because of the crap that's happening in the state of california and so it's like, well, you voted for this. Now you're going somewhere else to vote the way you did here. You're going to screw up those states too. So we need to stop this. 
we need to stop these people from the ballot harvesting, but because they're doing it and that's legal, then we need to do it ourselves to make sure that we can get people in. But, you know, especially conservatives and, and even the, the, the uh, uh, non-party preference um, folks out there, they don't want to give up their ballot, and I don't blame them. I don't want to give up my ballot either. I want to make sure that I've always voted in person. I've never missed an election since I was 18, and I think it's very important. I was taught to vote in person. It is our right to do that. Uh, we've had family members that have died on the battlefield to do just that for our freedoms out here, and now we just have Washington, D.C. pass a, a law to let illegal aliens um, vote in the elections. And, you know, I know my, my relatives are turning over in their graves going, this is not what we fought for. We need to take our country back, folks. God gave us the right to have these freedoms, and now they're being taken away from people who do not believe in God. And we need to get Christian, more Christian people back elected to office, and we need to fight all the way around. And that was part of what the, doing these recalls for Gascon and Newsom. Um, I was very involved in every single uh, recall for both of these, these gentlemen. And, and I'm using the term gentleman lightly. And, you know, sadly, we're, we're having people who are believing the lies because we have the media that is saying their own little story of what's going on. And it's destroying California and it's destroying our nation. I mean, look at the look at the person who is allegedly residing in the White House. Well, you're right about all that. My concern, though, and, and I want Mary to speak to this, too. My concern, though, is, look. We've been telling everyone that ballot harvesting and early voting and mail-in voting and everything else is fraudulent. And then if we say that we've got to do that so that we can win to stop it, I guess I just don't know that adopting those tactics are, 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 are the answer. We've got to hold the moral high ground. And I know it's a road to hoe, and I know we think, well, maybe we can't solve it that way. But I guess I, I'm really concerned about that tactic. Other than that, I agree with you 100%. Um, and, and I'm willing to listen and, and I'm willing to, uh, you know, entertain these these different views of how we solve the problems. But I, I just cringe at that, Mary. I agree with you, Sam. You know, that's why hey, can I'm you go getting ahead and skip involved. That right? Sure thing. Go ahead, sure. Mary. I was just saying I, that's why I'm getting involved as a in my own precinct. I think the really the best way to do this is to get everyone off their couch out there in the, involved in their precinct and learn about what's going on, and then you can hold them accountable. Um, just last Wednesday, I was at our election board hearing that we had because of the fraud we're seeing in South Carolina, okay? And I'll just go over this really quickly. Um, Beaufort County, Berkeley, Charleston, Hurray, Lexington, Richland, Spartanburg, and York County were, County were all canvassed, uh, eight different counties. And, and they, uh, the, the people that did this is South Carolina Safe Elections. It's just a group of concerned parents. They had to pay $2,500 for our voter roll, which, by the way, is handled by a Soros Open Society group called ERIC, the Electronic Registration Information Center. Um, and, and so right there, that's a huge problem. But they discovered that there, was so, there were so many people that voted that were dead um, they had phantom votes, they had ghost registrations, and they had lost votes. And, and the, the, they ended up filing 11,659 affidavits proving all of the people they canvassed in those counties that, that were either not there who voted, they moved, they were, uh, they were dead uh, to, you know, 30 days, 40 days before the election, and yet somehow they voted. I mean, we're seeing all of this. And so here I am, I'm at this hearing. And I'm just listening to them report about this 
they called it a successful election. And I found out that we actually, for years in, in, in Berkeley County, South Carolina, they actually have inmates come out of jail to help handle the mail-in ballots. When I found that out, I That's just a good idea, it. Burton. That's what you do. <laughs> there you yeah, go. We got vote fraud. Let's go ahead and fix it and bring out the prisoners and put them in charge. What the yeah, heck? Yeah, well, the prisoners, the prisoners felon, felons are allowed to vote now in California. You know, that, that, tells, that tells you a lot. That's supposed to be removed, you know, because so when, they already don't obey the, obey the laws. Exactly. So when we all confronted our board, because there were many of us who had five minutes to stand up and list off all the problems that we saw firsthand. Um, I was a volunteer at the polls, and I was new to it, so I was just observing. My point is, is when we stood up and said, these are all the problems we're seeing, um, we were told by our uh, South Carolina, Berkeley County, um, the people in charge of our elections, all of this is a state problem, not a, not a county problem. We do what they tell us to do. And so then it goes, okay, now what do we gotta do to go to the state level? And so I think it all goes back to our precinct. See, we must I, get involved. Amen. I think we're going the wrong direction. We need to go to the most local level of government. The government closest to the people governs best. Don't go to the county, to the state. Go to the precinct. There's over 100,000 precincts in America, and that's where we can ha have the rubber meet the road, Mary. You're right as That's right. Be on that's this. what we're doing. That's the push. That's we why we got to have the in. That's why you have to have that in-person voting and not this mail-in crap. Uh, oh, we amen found out to that. that. We found out that our machines were taken home by the managers of the precinct or, or by the people at the polls. They were taken home and plugged in at night and were told to get them online because votes are coming in during the night. And I just, when I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh, all the things that we've been saying. Can <laughs> you yeah, yeah, how is this from all secure? kinds of places overnight. How is know, this secure said, in our vote? Exactly. I, I, I mean, I was. Wait a minute. Livid. I thought they said they couldn't connect online, Mary. I was but told they're supposed by the, to. Oh, I was told when I, during the summer, I was at a rally. I went up to the gentleman who's in charge of Charleston uh, County Election Board. And I asked him face, you know, I actually videotaped it. And I said, are our machines ever online? And he said, absolutely not. And then I have my Berkeley County um, uh, board saying, oh, yeah, they're told to take them home the night before the elections and plug them in because there's votes coming in. Yep. You see, there's, there, I think people are naive. They don't understand. I think they just Yeah, if you don't plug understand. it into a tree, it works better, just so you guys know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Anyway>. <laughs> Keep up the uh, good So, Burton, I know you're uh, working on the election problem as well. I know you ran for a district as well. Um, what was the main focus of your campaign, Burton? Um, my main focus was actually um, true representation from a a community member. I've been in the community for over 55 years. Um, and my opponent actually moved into the district just to run. And he was controlled by Judy Chu, who is uh, controlled by the CCP. Um, and there's plenty of articles uh, I've shared online in regards to uh, her connection with the CCP. And she is the puppet master of the, the person who yeah, is even the mainstream press Sunday admits district. she denies it, but evidence shows that it's correct. So even the mainstream press uh, has failed to uh, circumvent that one. Judy Chu has been documented to be tied with the Communist Party, ladies and gentlemen, the Chinese Communist Party. Imagine that. And now you've got yep. these people that are beholden to her. Uh, this is serious. Burton. Yeah, it is because before I ran, uh, before I became a, a uh, 
Deputy Sheriff, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. I was a reserve police officer for the Monterey Park Police Department, and that's where Judy Chu started her career, was at Monterey Park City Council. And I knew her back in the early 80s when I was there um, and and already saw the corruption that she was doing there. So, um, you know, the, these are the people that have been lifetime politicians. I, um, like Mike McMahon, you know, we were police officers. We worked to protect our communities. We had a job. And then we ran for office because of the, the lack of, of transparency that we have from people that are in office now. And that was one of my big things is the transparency. I wanted to make sure that people had someone who was truly going to represent them. It didn't matter what race they are. It didn't matter what color they are. It didn't matter what sex they were. It's all what is in the best interest of our community. And we don't have that type of representation in a number of these districts in the state of California. And I wanted to make sure we had that. And, you know, I also wanted to hold our Republican Party um, to, to the fire to make sure that they did the right thing and not just did it under a different name as opposed to, you know, the Democrats doing things their way and the Republicans doing things their way. How about doing it the way that's best for the American people, best for our communities, well, how not about for yourself and not for the party? How about exactly. the rule of law, the supreme law as well, not the mandates, not the manipulations, not the pretend legislation that the Declaration of Independence highlights. We're talking about real, true, um, the supreme law. Burton Brink with us, ladies and gentlemen. Do you uh, have a, a website and an organization you work with, too? Or? Well, I do have a website. It, um, it's in the process of being updated. It's burtonbrinkca.com. It's B-U-R-T-O-N-B-R-I-N-K-C-A.com. Um, and then I also have uh, Twitter and social media. My, my Twitter is LASD Brink, and um, most of my social medias are Burton Brink CA, or just type in Burton Brink, and that'll keep people up to date of what's going on. I'm still very active on social media to make sure the information gets out of what's happening um, in regards to election integrity project, um, our election fraud that, that's going on. Um, I'm holding our local and state politicians as well as our country's politicians accountable. I make sure information is, is out for people to know. Um, I have people that, you know, send me emails thanking me. You're the only one that's telling us what's really going on. Um, and that's what I try and do is, is uh, like Mike with his group, um, I, I try and, and just do this on my own where I'm just, you know, I'm retired. So I'm, I'm you know, I didn't need to run for office. I don't need the money. I just needed to make sure that people know what's going on and they vote with an education and not blindly voting because the media or um, a certain party tells them to vote some way. They need to know the true facts of what's going on. You know, in the state of California, uh, Mike was, was hinting at it when he was talking to you in the first half hour, um, you know, AB 109, Proposition 47, Proposition 57 here in the state of California, it happened back in the, in the uh, from 2011 to 2016. Um, and that basically gave criminals free reign in the state of California where they're not going to be held responsible. And then you have idiots like the DA, George Gascon, who's bought and paid for by George Soros. And he says, well, you know what? Um, we're not going to do death penalty. Um, we're we're going to get rid of gun enhancements. Uh, we're going to get rid of uh, priors, and that's prior convictions for these people because it's not fair to these people being arrested. I'm sorry, but that was why these laws were put in the, in there. 
If you are, you know, a repeat offender, then you need to have a three-strike law. You need to have gun enhancements if you use a gun in the commission of a crime because everybody wants all this gun enforcement and gun, gun laws. We don't need any more gun laws. We need to enforce what we have now. Make sure people are held accountable. If they use a gun, you're going you're gonna to take them to jail, and they're going to serve extra time because they used the gun. You don't take those enhancements away. That's not the problem. And you don't need more gun laws to, to get rid of guns. Guns aren't the problem. People are the problem. Mental health is Amen a problem. That. that needs to Amen. be taken care of. Our homeless situation, homeless exploded after AB 109, Prop 47, Prop 57 um, uh, came out. Um, and in 2016, our homeless population in the state of California boomed because everybody was released from jail. They had nowhere to go, so they lived on the streets, and now they commit their crimes out there, and they're doing their drugs, and they're having the mental health issues and everything else. These are things that need to be addressed, but nobody is looking at the elephant in the room here, and that's the elephant in the room. That is why we're having this problem nationwide, and we need to get a jump on this. We need to have our politicians wake up smell the coffee, and get out here and do the job they're supposed to do that they're elected to do, and they're not doing it. They only give a damn about themselves, and they don't care about anybody else. That's what I'm trying to expose with what I'm doing, um, and that's what I'm going to continue doing. Um, I don't plan on uh, really running for office anymore, but I will help people run for office and make sure we get the right people in. I'm kind Ladies of happy being back with my Mr. Brink has dedicated his whole entire life to public service, okay? As a retired sergeant with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, he has demonstrated his professional ethics, morals, and accountability to the people of Los Angeles County. You have the power to help, Mr. Brink, change California for the better. BurtonBrink.com is where you can learn more. Uh, Mary, to you quickly, then I've got a final headline I want to get your take on, both of you. Well, I just really feel that there is a great awakening taking place, and each one of us out there who are doing our part are affecting people all over the state and all over the country. Our voices are being heard loud and clear. And I think more and more people, as, as we all come forward and we talk about how we can get involved on a precinct level and what we can do to make changes in our own neighborhood, that is where I believe it has to be, be you know, really start. And, and, you know, we have a reorg going on in South Carolina, and we're seeing great changes taking place in this state. And I just believe that we have to start getting the right people in office, get those that don't deserve to be there out. And, you know, this has been going on in our country now for what? 80 years, so we have a lot of work to do, and we cannot be discouraged. We have to trust that God is in charge. He's working Amen. with us individually. He's giving our strength. He's giving us strength and courage to keep going forward. And, and I just encourage senior citizens, do not sit back and think that your job is done. We need you out there. You have the time. Our young families are struggling to just get by. They're raising children. They're trying to keep their jobs. They're trying to sift through all the garbage, you know, the media. They need us to be their voice right now um, because we have the time. And, and, and this is just my, my message is let's all get out there and do our part in our own neighborhoods, in our own precincts, and make a change. The power of Amen. one, ladies and gentlemen, is the point she's making. And, boy, howdy, do I agree. Uh, Burton, I got a quick question for you. Have you seen the Jesus Revolution movie? I have not, but my wife and I have it on our agenda to see. I'm, I can't wait to see it. Have you seen it, Mary? 
no, it's on my list as well. I can't wait to. All right, I went and saw it, folks. And just so you know, the Jesus Revolution movie scores overwhelmingly positive audience reviews. It crushes the earnings expectations. It's an incredible movie. And you know it's based on a real story in California, right? Yes. Yeah, um, I that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Greg, I think, it, isn't it Greg Laurie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pastor yep. Greg and, Laurie. Uh, we have. And, yes. and a couple of other people, another guy by the name of Lonnie, another pas- uh, pastor that leads the charge. It is a real revolution, ladies and gentlemen, in the peaceful sense, turned towards God. Uh, they called them Jesus freaks back in the hippie days because they turned yep. to Christ as opposed to drugs. It is an incredible movie. I've seen it and highly recommend it to both of you. And I submit to you, uh, Burton, it is the answer. Uh, yes, there's a lot of downstream answers about elections and everything else, but the real answer is to turn to Christ. Amen. I I agree with that. And, you know, just to to follow up on what Mary had to to say, absolutely be involved in your local politics. I am currently a commissioner here in the city of Arcadia. I have been for six years. I have two more years on my term and I'm termed out, but I am still very active locally. I want to make sure you, your listeners know you get involved locally. Um, It doesn't mean you have to be a commissioner or city council member or anything in your local um, thing, but Pay attention to what they're doing. Talk to them. Talk to the people that are in office that are here locally. Get their feel of what's going on and where they are because you have to make sure you're voting for the right person that's going to be representing your local district, your local cities, your local counties, those board of supervisors, things like that. Very important to hold these accountable. I didn't really get involved in politics until I became a um, um, board member of my association in law enforcement. And I started seeing the, the, the people we were supporting, and that's what got me involved in politics to make sure I was holding those people accountable. And when I saw they weren't doing it, that's what ended up making me run for office when I retired from the Sheriff's Department. Stand Martin up for Brink, what you believe in. flat out of time. Uh, thank you so much for all your efforts. Thank you as well, Mary Toko, marytoko.com, burtonbrink.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking killer talk radio. Not because of me. I'm just the traffic cop, right? Because of the people that I'm surrounded with. They are absolutely on fire for the sacred cause of liberty, and their efforts are known by God Almighty, and we win in the end. Never forget it, ladies and gentlemen. Just imagine the leadership of these people. I'm telling you right now, Satan shaking in his boots. you got to dig it. Go see the Jesus Revolution and get on fire for the sacred cause of liberty. God save the Republic of the United States of America.